Hey, I'm Trent Lawyer. Welcome to the Recruiting Game Podcast. I'm here with uh, my guest, Alex Johnson, quarterback over at University of Washington, who I uh, played some JUCO ball with over at Santa Barbara City College. Super excited to have you on the podcast. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. How about yourself? Good, man. Good, man. Good to have Big Al on the pod. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, we'll kind of... Uh, dive in a little bit about like how we met how we kind of got started so I, I kind of talked about like Santa Barbara I guess that's where we we kind of first met I don't know if you got too much on that yeah I mean yeah, just you know, we were in the same room in Santa Barbara when we first got there I mean that's the introduction you know and I mean just being in the quarterback room it's like the most competitive room and on a football team I mean in my opinion I mean yeah. I mean you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's the funny thing is like when you're in a quarterback room at first, you immediately like you're always like checking out the other guys. You're all like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy, this guy. And so like at first it's like it's awkward. But then eventually you I don't know, just eventually you get you're around each other so long. You're like, all right, I guess I'll have to make friends with these guys or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much how it rolled. Then we got really close. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, it worked out well, I'd say. And I mean, we, yeah, made a really good friend. A couple friends, our our guy Sean's going to go tear it up this year. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, cool, man. Well, I mean, now you're at UW, obviously, we, we both transferred out of JUCO, which is crazy to think about because it felt like we were there forever. But um, <laughs> so why don't you tell me or tell everybody, I guess, why, like what what kind of led you to Santa Barbara? And then you can talk about Santa Barbara a little bit and then you can kind of go into how you ended up at UW. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first got out of high school, um, I ended up going to a D3 because I just wasn't really recruited. Um, wasn't recruited that heavily. I mean, I took visits and all sorts of stuff, like those FCS schools in the Northwest. Um, but I mean, other than that, no one really pulled the trigger on a scholarship offer. Um, and then, like, that was kind of it. So, uh, Elmhurst, the school I ended up going to, they really, really wanted me. Their coach made it known, so I figured just kind of go where I'm really wanted. I was their, like, number one guy on the board. so. I mean, that's kind of, I thought that that was important. And so that's, that's why I went D3 out of high school. Um, then when I got there, it just wasn't, wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, kind of showed up and was um, just, I feel like people there cared a lot more about their plans on Friday night than what they're going to do on Saturday afternoons playing football. Um so that's kind of that kind of turned me off to the whole D three thing, and I just kind of wanted wanted more out of my football experience, and I knew I was already like I was going to be a four year starter there, um, and I just wanted to be challenged a lot more than that, than like coming in as a, as a freshman and like being a starter right off the bat, um, and so I kind of was just like talked to my mentor um, Drew Brown, who he's playing up in the CFL right now, and. Uh, Winnipeg and he he kind of he went JUCO he went to CSM um and so I kind of talked to him and I was just like 
yeah, I just was like, um, he was very pro JUCO. Um, I was like, do you think this is something where I could like go JUCO, then make it out to like a big time school? And then that was kind of that was kind of the plan. Um, then obviously um, ending up in Santa Barbara. So originally, I was actually talking to Coach Dulo, Coach Tuloch at San Mateo, um, and he pretty much said that they had couple guys um debating whether to leave or not and the guys ended up coming back so i would have came back and would have had to sit at csm because their starter came back um, and they had a full room they already had like six guys in their quarterback room so they coaches like yeah that's just not fair to you uh, it's not fair to the guys in our room it's like all right that's cool so then i had remembered coach aiden we had talked a little bit in high school about uh, SPCC and I was not interested in junior college out of high school, but now I was. And so I reached back out to him. Uh, I talked to him a few times, set up a visit, all that good stuff. That was back in COVID. So it was like the zoom stuff. And then I was just like, let's go, let's make it work. I mean, they, they had everything I wanted. They had like, they ran, I mean, we, we ran our program like a D one, we ran our program. Um, I mean, it was it was uh, like when I talked to Coach Marat is when I really was sold because he was like it's a QB driven offense. Um, we put all a lot of uh, like he's like I played quarterback. We set our offense around the quarterback. We ask you guys to do a lot at the line of scrimmage. So I was like, all right, I'm sold. Very like like well, I'm gonna do it, and so. I decided to go go to Santa Barbara. Then um, obviously I had to get my AA because um, I was at a four year first. I was a four two four transfer, um, and so yeah, I ended up getting my AA out. And, uh, so I ended up getting my AA, which took two years, I guess a year and a half in Santa Barbara. Um, so I played two seasons. Um, didn't start right away. <laughs> you, you actually, you started a game before me. And then also Ben, uh, the local guy, started like what, four games for us? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. Because I started the fifth game. And so then you started the yeah. sixth game, I think, or some or seventh game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, like first getting to Santa Barbara, like started off as a third string. Then it wasn't going, wasn't going as I wanted it to go but then I just kind of decided like I had a long talk with my dad I was just like all right I'm just gonna stay the course just keep just keep doing what I'm doing and then if I get my opportunity try and make the most of it that's just kind of the mindset I had um my whole year and then I kind of coach Marop gives me the call or gives me like he puts me in when we're not doing well against Pierce and then <laughs> all of a sudden we yeah, we score like four touchdowns in a row. And then, um, which I mean, we should have been doing that with <laughs> no matter who was playing at quarterback. But Ben was not getting it done. Um, and so, and then, yeah, I started the rest of the season after that. Um, and then I think in total, I ended up starting like. 11, 12 games over two years. I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, then made some, like, last year. Had a really good year, especially, like, second half of the year. 
Um, and then that kind of led me to the opportunity I'm at today. Um, yeah, I mean, without kind of the numbers, like I didn't put up crazy, crazy numbers. Um, but I mean, what Coach Grubb, our OC at UW said, he's like, you're really efficient with the football. Um, you didn't really turn it over much, like except the first game, which I turned it over that game. Um, and he just said, yeah, you really didn't turn it over much after that. You played efficient football. You guys, I mean, led the state in like all sorts of scoring stats, scoring stats, offensive statistics. And I mean, just in our system, we both know how big of a role we play in that. Um, just as far as like how we run our offense. I mean, we're making checks every single play at the line of scrimmage, like every single play, no matter if it's a run, pass, our pass protections, all that stuff. Um, which I mean, credit to Coach Marop. Without him, there's no way I'd be like as good as I am at football. <laughs> yeah, no reason like, trust us to to do all that we do for some reason. Uh, <laughs> he really did. Yeah, he put his he, he put the program in our hands. <laughs> we'll let a couple tall guys call uh, call run plays for some reason to the right direction. I don't know why. I know. He really did. Changing the run schemes and all that. Changing up the protections. No, but seriously, that's like high-level stuff. I mean, like that knowledge has really allowed me to um, kind of thrive at UW and be able to pick up an offense like that fairly quickly. And I mean, ever since playing for Marop, you can like look at a defensive picture and know what's going on like that. Um, like that's just been... I mean, that that was just the hardest part about his offense, honestly, at first, was like learning all that stuff and learning the why things work against certain fronts, certain coverages, all that stuff. Um, but once you got it, I mean, the game slows down tremendously. <laughs> the game really slows down and you can start like playing ball back there, which is, yeah, then kind of was presented an opportunity at UW. Um because they had a quarterback who transferred out. Um, and so Coach Grubb said, yeah, we got, like, our third. We don't have a third quarterback right now. Like, the competition for that is wide open. We want to bring you in to compete for it. He said that they had reps in the spring for me um, to try and earn that spot. And so I was like, all right, that's all I need, opportunity with reps and chance to get number three quarterback. Um and then obviously in the spring, I had a pretty good spring. Thought I picked the offense up fairly well. Obviously, we're still in the early stages of that, so I'm still learning the offense every day to this day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I made the most of the reps I did get in the spring, which the coaches have said, and so I'm in a pretty good spot right now headed into fall camp. And then that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how I'm sure some people want to know, like, how's UW? How do you liken it there? Um, Because, I mean, that's, you know, power five football. And I mean, I guess you kind of left this out, too, but you're from Seattle originally. I think you mentioned that. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually in the play for your hometown team. Yeah. So I'm from up here originally. Um, So, I mean, kind of getting to play here is honestly like a dream come true. It's where I've always wanted to play. I've grown up watching the Huskies, like all the great quarterbacks like Jake Browning, K 
Keith Price. I mean, even back to Jake Locker. Um, I mean, just watching all these guys wanting to be wanting to be them. Now, kind of getting the opportunity to pursue that um, at like such a big time place is like, like once <laughs> once once U Dub called, it was over for <laughs> any other school, to be honest. <laughs> And so that was honestly like, it couldn't have worked out any better. Like I couldn't have written a better script myself, like going, going D3, then going JUCO just to try and make it to any power five school, which was obviously the goal. And then out of all the power five schools, the one I would have chosen if I could have chosen any. (laughs) So, I mean, getting to go back, back home has been just a big blessing. I get to be around family more too. get to, get to be home for those Sunday dinners. <laughs> That's really, really fun. Um, seeing my little sister too. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been one of the best parts about coming up here, but I mean, um, just the difference between like Juco and up here, like power five football is just like night and day. <laughs> like the, the extent of resources we have at Washington goes very far um there's nothing as a football player that you would need that you do not have at washington um i mean you got a nice weight room you've got a freaking reaction board in the weight room like to work on your reflexes you got you got a stadium you can use anytime a practice field an indoor facility if it's raining you got you got a nice locker room you got meeting rooms so you can use whenever you want to you got you got a pantry like a food uh area you can use we get food every day we get i mean all the gear you need to like work out play football do whatever you need to do i mean just the resources you have i mean we even have like a vr headset that you can use for like i don't even know i've never used it but people people use it (laughs) And like, I mean, I mean, our strength and conditioning coaches are top notch. I mean, in the weight room, we have this system called perch where it measures the speed on your bar, your bar speed. So you're in it counts your reps. So there's literally no skipping reps and they don't only know how, how many reps you did, but how well and how fast you move the bar on all those reps. And every rep has to be within a certain zone. It's like, if you're above the zone, you add weight, you're below the zone, you drop weight and just the goal and it's just like to optimize your peak like your peak performance essentially which is um i mean it's just next level (laughs) i mean in juco we had to set up our own weight room (laughs) i mean in little things like we walk into the weight room and it's all set up for a workout like all the like accessory like if we need kettlebells at our rack for that day there there'll be kettlebells there like it's just little stuff like that that just make I mean, and then when when we're done with our workout, we have shakes waiting for us, uh-huh. which I mean, like we didn't get we didn't get anything like that. We had no, to break. We even be able to eat between workout and practice. <laughs> we didn't no. even get enough. No, we had to pack our PB and Js, man. <laughs> we packed a lot of PB and Js in Santa Barbara. I mean, lot of PB and Js. Yeah, just the resources we have at Washington is just like next level. Honestly, that's. That's been the biggest adjustment, not even adjustment, just the like the biggest luxury, I'd say. I mean, I don't take it for granted coming from JUCO. Um, and I, I try, I'm trying to take advantage of all the resources we got.
I mean, even like our training room, like in JUCO, our training room was like, you don't, you don't really go in the training room unless you're like injured <laughs> and you like need it. But like here, if you have like a little tweak or like need to fix a little something, you can just go in there and they'll have like treatments and therapy and whatever you need to do ready for you that like they'll get a printout for you that day if you need it and if you want it. I mean, that's open every day. It's even open this week on our off week if you want to go in there. You got like cold tub, hot tub, sauna. I mean, underwater treadmill if you need for recovery. I mean, you have when I say you have every resource you need, you have every resource you need at a school like this, um, which I mean, just trying to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's a big difference. The training room. Yeah, like yeah. spring ball. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't even step inside the training room unless you're like. You didn't even Don't. get a locker room in spring ball. Yeah, we didn't get Yeah. Good times. I imagine they, they must have lockers now because they're getting pads, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's I going on over there? Because I saw them with their travel bags. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's almost like you just get so much resources. It's like impossible to not be like fully prepared. It's just like, it's on you at that point. Like in Juco, you kinda, I guess you have like excuses of like, oh yeah, well, I'm not able to get this, that, or that. But like, you're at a program like that. It's like, yeah, you, you have everything. It's, yeah. it's pretty nice. Yeah. It's, you got everything here. Like if you're not prepared, it's on you. <laughs> yeah. It's on you. If you're not, yeah, they, it's not because you don't have the resources. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, we kind of touched on like Juco a little bit about how it's different from obviously D one. Um, I know we obviously both played Juco football, which is an interesting world of itself though. Santa Barbara is like, I always tell people like Santa Barbara, Juco, it like it's a little different than other Juco's cause it's, it's just, it's a different spot when you got right there and the stadiums walk away from the beach. <laughs> wow. but, um, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit because I know some guys at least that will probably listen to this are either considering Juco or thinking about, or are currently out of Juco. Like, what do you think? I guess we can kind of talk about like differences between Juco football and, um, yeah. and high school football or like making that transition. And just like things maybe people would not expect and stuff like that. So I don't know if you have anything that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind is I think you really got to respect the game at JUCO. Like you come there, don't expect it to be easy. Every single player at JUCO was the best player at their high school. Um, that's, I think that's, it, the, that's the number one thing I was going to say. I, I, I was exactly going to say yeah. the same thing. I think it's easy to forget that um, it, everyone in JUCO, and especially like, I mean, obviously you get some guys that probably shouldn't be playing college football um, at JUCO that try and make a run at it. But I mean, the guys that play, and are at least in the rotation, were the best players at their high school. I mean, I think it's easy to forget that. Um, and... Like, if you go Juco, I want to just walk in there expecting to play right away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I 
like I'm I'm a prime like I'm a prime example of that. I ended up going to freaking Power Five school, and I did not start right away. <laughs> you know, so you just you you might not start right away. You might not like it, but I mean, I mean JUCO, in my opinion, is just like a big bet on yourself because you gotta want it, <laughs> and if you don't want it in JUCO, you will not make it out, and that's. Yeah. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. And going back to that point of like everybody that was there was the best player at the high school team. Like we literally had guys who were like third string on the depth chart and we'd talk to them and they'd be like, oh yeah, like I was like, I had this stat, this stat, this stat at my school. And it's like, dang, that's crazy. Like I can, you can see like you, like you hear that and you're like, I could definitely see that, but I just totally forgot because now I'm just looking at the starters here and they're just you know, way, way better than, you know, it's just like a perception change, but yeah, it's, a, it's definitely just a, a crazy thing to think about. Cause everybody thinks like, Oh, Juco football, that's like bottom of the barrel, but it's not uh, really definitely not a talent wise. Like no, talent is you there. Get, you get a lot. I mean, we played with and against a lot of D1 talent in Juco. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> so I mean, no nah, JUCO, no nah, JUCO ball is not. It's nothing to bat an eye at. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, yeah, no, it, it's the real deal, and you get. Yeah, if you're looking to go JUCO, just know, it won't be easy. There might be times you want to, you might want to walk away, you might want to quit, but it's when you keep working with your head down and just keep believing in yourself, man. Because without that belief and without that desire, you're not going to make it out. Like I said, you got to really want it, and you got to be willing to grind for it. And even when other people don't believe in you, you got to keep believing in yourself. I mean, that's a good one. Longer than sure. man. No. Yeah, I think it, it definitely tests like the way I think of it is it tests like your love of the game because I think so many guys like you play in high school and like because from a from like a height perspective and like a I guess I'll say like social status perspective like high school football is way way greater than like JUCO football because <laughs> like no one cares you're on a JUCO football team. No, <laughs> no one cares outside of the guys that play on the field and your parents. Like that's about it. Yeah. And so like, like you're not gonna, you're not getting any extra rewards outside of like, you want to go play another spot. Like you're just developing, like you really have to like love the game and want to go play at the next level. Otherwise you're just like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the results you want. And it's just going to test you every single day. Cause it's not fun and it sucks a lot of times. And I mean, there's some fun spots, but most of the time it's like, yeah, I got to go run some cut one twenties and I really don't want to, but it is what it is. <laughs> Shout out coach Aiden, man. Shout out coach Aiden. Uh, those homeless Hills, those cut one twenties, man. <laughs> those made it. Hey, those will separate the faint of heart. That's for sure. There's definitely some kids that quit right after those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Juco ball. No, I love Juco ball, though. Part of that is honestly fun that no one cares. It's like, 
you can just go out there and be like, you can just be free almost. Um, I mean, you kind of, it kind of gives you perspective too, like that. Yeah. Football, like there's more to life than just like the game of football too. Like you're not like, yeah, football is obviously important in both our lives. Crazy important, but like, like we both have other interests outside of football and like, that's okay. Like you just got to give the football, like football, the respect it deserves and like give it like to, to be successful in the game. It takes a lot of time. takes a lot of like work, takes a lot of focus, but it doesn't have to be like you're 24 seven. Like this is all I do every day, like all day. You know what I mean? Like what some people think, like, it's okay to like go watch a movie or or go out and spend some time with friends or family or like you know yeah i don't know yeah honestly the guy almost the guys that like did it 24/7 those or did it for like a short time those are the guys who get like burnt out or hurt or something like that like the guys that know when to chill and relax and rest like they usually last for the long run yeah yeah there's no like obviously like it is about doing getting like one percent better every day. Like it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're not trying to do like thirty things every single day. Have your schedule packed from like six AM to ten PM every day. <laughs> no one's able to sustain that. Like I mean, no one's able to say sustain that. And I think like where I kinda learned that was um Honestly, Drew, my mentor, he was just like, you got to know when to take your breaks and you got to know when to like, yeah, you got to know when to take your breaks and you got to know when to like dial in. And it's just like that, finding that balance with what works for you is what's important. Yeah. I think getting into the routine. I mean, I think we both probably, I think we both developed really good routines in JUCO. 100%. I mean, we kind of know what works and how to win and what's successful and how to allocate the proper amount of time to football. Yeah. I think we got super, I'm just thinking back to like those times in Santa Barbara and it's like, we got super fortunate with having um, coaches who gave us proper rest, like, and taught us how to do that. Cause I feel like most JUCOs, they don't teach the stuff that they were teaching, like nutrition, recovery. Like we would literally on Fridays before meetings and before. Every Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every Friday, every Friday at usually it was 12 or 1230. Yeah, like 12, 1230. We'd, yeah, we'd go out and we'd go do yoga for like yeah. full recovery routine, foam roll, stretch. Yeah. Um, and like, what was it? Like? We do some stuff with bands too on top yeah. of that. And so a bunch of recovery. Yeah, a bunch of flexibility stuff. And then we finish off with like a big yoga stretch for like 15, 20 minutes. And yeah. like that yeah. put in like helped so much. And on yeah. top of that, we did like this is the day before games. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was crazy. I mean, yeah, we do yoga stretch before our games, like in pats too, to That's warm up. Like, we would. It, it was it, it was super helpful that like our coaches were able to instill that into us and like teach that to us how important that is and because i think uh not enough people really focus on that yeah for sure i mean and also like you touched on the nutrition part a lot i feel like coach aiden did a really good job 
with like nutrition, getting us right, giving you every, like to his ability, giving you, I mean, he's not like a nutritionist or anything like that, but he's done like, he's done a lot of research. He knows what he's talking about. And he like, he's done the bet, like a damn good job at giving us meal plans, shopping lists, where to shop, like where things are cheapest to shop at, like, like just doing all that for us. He'll literally go shopping with you too, to like help you meal prep on the right nutrition. So, I mean, like taking advantage of that too. I mean, all that stuff plays a role. Um, I felt we had, like, obviously you still got to go out and do it yourself, but it's like there's a good roadmap in Santa Barbara on how to like, on how to make it, essentially. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, that made things a lot a lot easier. So I kind of want to segue a little bit to like recruiting um, and ca- kind of talk about that because obviously this is the uh, the recruiting game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you like? I mean, obviously you've gone through the recruiting process about as long as I have. Like I say that I went through the recruiting process for like five years and we were both pretty, we were both pretty active throughout that recruiting process. So I don't know. What do you think are some like lessons you've learned along the way? Um, I guess just pretty general stuff that like you feel would be helpful. Yeah. I say number one, make sure your film is elite. Like, because none of the other stuff you do um, in recruiting will matter if your film sucks. Um, you got to have good film and you got to have film. You, another thing, like look at, like say you want to go, I don't know, say you want to go to like Texas A&M. That's, that, that's like your dream school, right? Look at other guys that play your position on Texas A&M. Look at their roster. All right, are they my size? Are they my height? Like, are they my weight? Do they like run my, and then watch their film from like high school or Juco, whatever they went, watch their film and then watch your film and see, okay, does it measure up? If the answer is yes. Okay. That might be a good school for you. The answer is no. All right. You might want to keep looking. So it's important to like, look and make sure you fit. Cause some schools just have straight size requirements for their positions. They won't recruit you if you're below a certain size, (laughs) you know, um so i think first it's important to kind of establish that um and go after schools that recruit your type of play the type of player you are and like the size of player you are um then secondly with recruiting um i think it's important to keep in mind it's important to keep in mind that you got to be persistent um, because if you kind of just like text a coach once and like don't develop that relationship with him, they're never going to want to recruit you to be on their team. If you only talk to him once or have one phone call or whatnot, like you got to be persistent. You got to like, if, and if it's a school you really want to like, like make sure you let them know like, Hey, I'm serious about this school. This is where I want to go. Cause it's almost like, I hate this analogy, but it's almost like dating in a way. <laughs> like, like, okay, you're talking like these coach, like in it's, it's both sides too, right? Like the coaches are talking to different players or casting nets. All right. Who's interested? Who's not? 
like they have their board and then like you obviously should have your board too with the schools like top school second third fourth fifth etc um it's almost like dating because each each school is talking to like different players for each position each each player is talking to different schools it's just about finding that like match in each uh like each side's gotta there's gotta be like a mutual desire and you have to obviously like i think it's important to let a school know like hey you're at the top of my list like if you pull the trigger you'll get a commitment out of me like that means that means a lot more to a coach than like hey i'm kind of interested i'd like to know more kind of the generic thing you know um and I think it's just kind of doing everything you can to get your name out there, <laughs> whether that's sending tweets, DMs, emails, um, I mean, shoot phone calls, even if it's just straight up like going to camps, I think can be can be a good one. Because um, when they yeah, I think all that stuff um, camps. I don't, know, I don't know if you uh, if you ever did it, but I know we were kind of talking about like, yeah, I wonder if you just showed up, like if you just showed up to their football facilities, what they would do. Like, yeah. I mean, that would take some serious interest, but we, we were kind of discussing that idea I before. Mean, if you're serious about that school, I mean, I'm sure you could walk in there and talk your way into something, at least, like at least a PWO. Yeah. I think you could, if you're, de- if you're like determined enough mentally you can talk your way into anywhere, at least like a shot. I mean, I that I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you could definitely try it. It'd be worth a try. I mean, what the worst they're gonna, the worst thing they're gonna say is no. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, like that's the worst thing that could happen. Then it's all right. At least I tried. You know. Yeah. I mean, you might get like 20 no's before you get that one yes. But like getting that one yes is what's important. I mean, even for me, like I got like before Washington, I had a few schools say, no, we don't want to like give you the scholarship, like probably like five or six. But I'm glad they didn't because <laughs> now I'm at Washington, um, which is the school I wanted to go to in the first place. So, I mean. Just got got to just keep the faith, stay the course. I mean, things usually work out. Things things will things will work out how they're supposed to. I believe that. Yeah, I call I call um. I'm sure you you'd agree with this, but I call it the first law of recruiting. Um, things don't work out the way that you think they will. Like yeah. the, the 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 whole like the whole idea is like the the last thing like because like you get it you get a text from a coach or something happens and you're like oh yeah like definitely that's going to turn into off or something like that most likely it probably won't <laughs> like it's going to go yeah. it's going to go the way you don't think it's going to happen that's true that's very true it <laughs> yeah recruiting never goes how you think it'll go but that's okay sometimes <laughs> yeah Exactly, like you said. I mean, you're you're glad the way things went for you because yeah, you end up where you want to be. Yeah, I didn't expect that it'd go this way at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I'm talking. I talked to Washington like in Jan, like 
literally less than one week after my first like conversation with them, I was I already had a visit and committed like within a week. So it can happen like that too, especially Juco, especially Juco. It can happen yeah. like that. I mean, same thing with Marcus, one of our yeah. old teammates with UTEP. They called him Monday. He was on a visit that week and committed committed by like Friday, <laughs> you know? Like it it can happen like that and you just never know when that right school will call and when you'll get that shot. Hundred percent. I know. Yeah. yeah. You really you really never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, especially with JUCO, as we both know. Yeah, especially with JUCO. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything I mean, anything else I'm trying to think about that what you said about recruiting is like those first two things were like gold. Like that's that's gonna get clipped. I'm I'm definitely clipping that. Yeah. Um, or it's like film, because yeah, film is what really gets coaches into you. Cause if you don't have like if you don't have elite film, then yeah, you're just not like no matter how good you think you are, how like even size wise, like if you're a good size, if you just don't have the film to prove to someone like that you at least because film's like your highlight, so it's your like ceiling. So like if you don't even have like the ability to do something and put it on your film, and it's just like, okay, well, you don't really have that ability then. Yeah. I mean, it's like also I was with um kind of just gonna say something about that. So like the film, like especially so one of the receivers here at Washington, Jalen McMillan, he uh He's from he's from where you're from, Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> he, so we uh we watched like we were we were hanging out and we watched each other's like he watched our, my JUCO film and I watched his high school film. And like if you're a receiver out there and think you should be able to play here at like Washington or a school that we compete with, like SC, even like Oregon, one of those schools in the pack, or like I don't know, other schools nationally. I mean, we're, um, go watch Jalen's film, J-Mac's film from high school, and then watch your film. And I guarantee you it's probably not even close to as good as his film. <laughs> his film? And his film, like his freshman film, is probably better than your film, <laughs> your senior film. He is... It's pretty. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's a top five receiver in the country now. Um, I just that like go go watch it and t- tell yourself if you're that good. And if you are, shoot, I might have to send our coach a text about you. <laughs> but the chances are you're probably not. So I, mean, I think it's just like being kind of that brutally honest with yourself, like. Even if it's like not Washington or like USC, okay, maybe it's like a Colorado State, you know, or like a Mountain West school or an FCS school like Montana, Montana State, Idaho State. I mean, there's a hundreds of schools out there. I mean, it's just about like seriously, go watch players' film from every single school and see if you stack up against it, or at least all the schools you're interested in, see where you stack up, and then go after those schools because that's where you'll have the best chance of getting in. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen's Jalen's film is crazy. I just remember like he was my same grade. 
him and uh we had a uh, jeremiah hunter who went to cal and we had jalen cropper who had like pac 12 offers but then he went to fresno state so they were all crazy crazy athletes but yeah yeah i mean that's good like just comparing yourself to people that you know are doing what you want to do is like at least that's the the best way to get some feedback and be realistic with yourself yeah i think it's just being honest with yourself look at it objectively like look at the two players and say who's better you know that's you just gotta be honest with yourself (laughs) Um, you just gotta be honest and i think that's that's important um and then also, like with offers, how offers go, you're not going to get that Washington or USC or Oregon or Stanford or Texas or Alabama, Georgia. You're not going to get those big-time offers first. Like you're going to get those smaller schools first, like a Boise State or like Nevada or Idaho or like one of those schools. You're going to get a smaller school first before you get those bigger schools. So, I mean – I also think it's important to keep that in mind. Like you're probably going to get a lot more no's before you get a yes. Then when you get that first yes, it'll probably be like some group of five school or even an FCS school um, before you get those big offers. So, yeah, yeah. I think the good thing is that's starting to become like common knowledge that coaches are kind of scared to be the first one to pull the trigger. And so a lot of people know like, yeah, once you get that first offer, the other ones kind of start coming in. But it's just so it feels so hard to get that first one that people are get frustrated and whatnot. That's true. And you never know when it'll come. But it is true. It is hard to get that first offer. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can only go to one school. Like you can only go to one school. So there's no like, I, I also feel like there's no reason to accumulate, like, 30 offers. Like, pick a couple of schools that you're interested in, areas you want to live in, the schools that have good programs that you want to study. Go after those schools and then, like, choose from there because you're not going to, like, you go to one school. It doesn't matter if you have one offer or 30. Each one's going to, like, each person's going to one school, so... I think it's important to I'd rather know a lot about a few schools than know like this much about 50 schools yeah no, that's true <clears throat> that's a good point and it's also like when you talk about being persistent I mean being persistent like calling every day emails every day dms every day like it's easy to be persistent to a few schools than it is to be persistent to 50 <laughs> so I mean, that's just kind of my my thought on it. Yeah, no, that's some good stuff, man. I think that'll that'll help a lot of people. Well, I think we're kind of through all I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess just to kind of wrap it up, like kind of give some recruiting advice. But what you have anything you want to leave the uh, the rest of the viewers with at all? Yeah, I just say enjoy the process. Um, I mean, not just the recruiting process, but just like the football process. Enjoy, enjoy those, those like dog days of summer when you're lifting in the weight room with your bros. Like, I'm telling you, when it's it goes by like that, and when it's done, it's done. Like, you're not gonna get those days back. 
you're not going to get like that team camaraderie anywhere else. Um, it's kind of really unique to athletics and especially football. I think it's just important to enjoy it while you have it because it'll go by like that and just enjoy the process, enjoy what you do. Uh, if you enjoy it, I think it's, you'll be way more likely to be successful at it. That's awesome. Good. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Just want to thank you for coming on, Alex. I'm sure I'll have you back on again. Uh, talk yes. about, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do something where we talk about our Juco stories. Uh, I know we have. Oh yeah. But no, I appreciate you coming on, man, taking the time. Uh, I know you got your week off and you're probably just hanging out there and enjoying it. So appreciate coming on, man. And definitely I'll have to have you on again. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Trent. Cool. Well, uh, this was the Recruiting Game Podcast. If you uh, want more content like this, we'll have plenty more guests on. Um, and, uh, yeah, i got some exciting guests coming on soon. So subscribe to wherever you're watching, whether this is on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, be sure to uh, follow for more. But, uh, yeah, thanks for watching, and we'll see you again soon. Peace.